0: Welcome to the Laugh Support Podcast, brought to you by the Hot Breath Comedy Network. I'm your host, June Colson, here with my fellow co-host, Michelle Van Dusen. What is Laugh Support? Why, thanks for asking. It's a couple of clean comedians offering a supportive and positive environment for the comedy community. We talk about our highs and our lows and some traumatizing shows. So get ready. Get set.
1: Let's go. And hey, Michelle. Why don't you tell them who's on the show? Today, our guest is the winner of the Clean Comedy Challenge uh, 2018 and producer and host of the live stream sensation, Talk is Cheap. Let's welcome to the podcast, Rhonda Corey. It's Rhonda. (laughs) Rhonda. So, Rhonda, I know that you've been doing comedy for a while. So, um, when you first went on stage... I really want to know like, um, was there anyone around to kind of help you guide you through like what you should do? How do you do comedy? When do you like that kind of stuff? Uh, Absolutely not.
2: (laughs) There was absolutely no one to help me. Um, I, I started off uh, with a uh, woman's speaker. That's how I started. It was a ministry called take two ministries. And there were no other comics, especially Christian comics, uh, in my view. So I had no idea what I was doing. And I can promise you it showed. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so how, how did, you- did you make? Go ahead, June. Uh, well, so you said you started out as a speaker duo. So how did that relationship start? And, and you know, what, what did you all do? So did she do comedy as well? or Or what was your role?
2: So um, both of us felt we were being called. She felt like she was being called to speak. I felt like I was uh, being called to do comedy after I had done a few uh, things at our church. We were both on the uh, women's ministry team. She was actually heading it up. And so we really felt like we should get together because we were both scared out of our minds. Uh, And I think just the support of having each other gave us the courage to go ahead and be obedient to God, um, and to do what we were being called to do. So um that's kind of how I started.
0: So, women's ministry team, did you guys have jerseys? Did you get to pick the <laughs> color? Was there like a was there a cheer that you did before you went out? <laughs> it was definitely
2: Definitely a cheer. Um, no, so basically there were two teams at that point. There was uh, the events team and there was the spiritual growth team. And you can pretty much guess which one I was not on. <laughs> I, was- <laughs> so I w- We were on the events team. And so I partnered with Gail Cooper and uh, uh, to start Take Two Ministries. And so she, I would go out. She has a very heavy story. I, I mean, I think you've both. Uh, are familiar with Gail, but um, for mm-hmm. those who aren't, um, she lost her son um, in a rafting uh, accident at uh, 20, 21 years old, I believe he was. And um, so her story's a little heavy. And so to uh, bring some lightheartedness to it, I would start off with comedy. And then she was able, It would it would just kind of open up everything, bring everyone's barriers down You know, right? and uh, and then she was able to kind of tell her story and and how God just brought her through all those uh, those moments. Wow.
0: So she you were her laugh support, really, (laughs) because that because that message needed the support of some laughter and some, you know, lightheartedness. And then I think she was your support. It sounds like as well, because this was something you didn't have to step out and do all by yourself. You had somebody there beside you. Right. Oh, Yeah. It
2: it was, it made a huge difference because we can encourage each other. And um, so, and we're still, we're actually still partnered together. Um, (laughs) We didn't do anything last year. Big surprise, Mm -hmm. Uh, but um, no, we definitely, we we definitely still work together, but we also, we also uh, are off on
0: our own. So, Michelle, have you been a part of a team? See, Rhonda was in a ministry team. I feel like with your history, you have been not even a part of a team. You probably led a team. I, I'm i the, I'm still the girl in middle school that no one picked for the team. I was the last one off the bench. Have you been on teams, Michelle?
1: Um, I was never even allowed to the bench. So <laughs> um, she couldn't reach. I, yeah, yeah. Well, no, actually, yeah, I was part of a comedy team for a little while there with um, Susan Dale. And but not that we did comedy at the same time, but she basically took me everywhere that she wanted to go. So we, we did a lot of stuff, uh, especially down in Oklahoma City. Oh, my gosh. We we did. We've yeah, we've we've done a lot of things like that. But um, so, Rhonda, my question is, like, how did you move from, you know, like n- never doing any comedy to partnering with with Gail? to now doing all these amazing shows that you've been on and you're doing and you're going cross country. How how did you make those transitions? Did you have someone helping you along on that at all? Or you're like, okay, God, you and me, let's do it. Like, like, how did you make those transitions?
2: So, um, I had done a little, like I had done some skits and stuff like that with the events team and, and put on comedy shows. And so I had like, that was my background of comedy. And then, um, the thing that happened for me, the the thing that saved my life, I will say, is I joined the Christian Comedian Association, mm-hmm. and through there, um, I found out about Rick Roberts, and uh, took his course, and um, and that, and then and then attend because I was like a month shy of the conference. I found out about it in July and the conferences are held in June. So I had to Mm -hmm. wait an entire Mm. year. But uh, in that year, it just kind of, you know, prepped me and got me ready. And, you know, I made connections that way with Rick Roberts and just listening and looking at who was, uh, you know, posting things.
0: And so that's what helped. I remember hearing, Rhonda, I remember hearing your interview with Rick Roberts on the School of Laughs
2: Mm. And it
0: was after you had won the clean comedy challenge. And um, I had, I believe I had met you at SheCon. Mm-hmm. uh then, you know, I, so I knew you, but you and I weren't like really close friends or anything. We, we knew of each other and were friendly with each other, but I remember walking in my neighborhood one day and listening to the interview that you were giving to Rick afterwards and thinking about like your process and all the things that, that you did. And And how much time you had been in comedy and those kind of things. And there was so much that I could relate to. I'm like, you know, she's obviously a woman. I'm a woman. Um, I felt like we were similar in age. We were, uh, you know, entering this in ministry as well. And then hearing this interview, I really kind of, I feel like looking back now and hearing you talk is I followed a little bit in your footsteps Mm -hmm. because I was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I, I was interested in taking Rick's classes. But then, after hearing the process, I actually started the same process, and I was like, "Okay, I'm going to take every everything that he has." And then eventually, my story was, you know, uh, a similar win, a, a different city. But by listening to you and the things that you did, you probably didn't know it, but you were actually my life support at that time. You know, wow. as I was listening to your
1: journey. So, so yeah, what are you think of Michelle? You're giggling. I see you. I, I'm just like, wow, I'm, I'm in the presence of two winners. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you.
0: We should have our trophies just, you know.
2: Yes, you should have them right here. Well, Michelle was a big, uh, you know, Michelle was my roommate. Um, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of things, but yes. Yes. that was actually my roommate. And Michelle was the one, the first year I was like, you know, I really want to I wanna step up and and just, you know. I talked to Michelle about um, going to the clean comedy challenge. Cause I was like, I don't know if this is for me. You should do it. You should do it. I'm like, I don't know. And then that was it. And so the first year I went, we, we connected and we have been connected ever since. Cause we, you know, we shared a room. That, that was a
1: great hotel. I mean, either- yeah. <laughs> anything that could go wrong with a hotel room did, it, you know, but then when they, they upgraded us for free, right. Is this the, is this the hotel? Yeah. And it was great because we got our own rooms. Like we didn't have to like share a room. We had our own rooms. Bathroom. We had like, a living space, our own bathrooms. It was amazing. I- and it was fantastic because um, <laughs> Rhonda could get up in the middle of the night and close my door. So she wouldn't have to hear me snoring. <laughs>
2: I had double doors. I had like a whole big section in between us. So that was, that
0: was very, that was good. It was very important. But you guys still chose, you still chose to room together at the uh, uh, Texas when we were in Wiley, Texas at the CCA, right? You roomed together then. I remember this because (laughs) I, my, I came with my family and we rented a car, but it was my husband and my son. So they would get up and they would just take off. And Michelle had a car there. Yeah, And so we were both up early and ready to go. And Michelle would be like, get in the car. Rhonda's going to be like two more hours. <laughs> <laughs> fixing her hair.
2: She's fixing her hair. And you- <laughs> it's a project, June. This doesn't all just happen. This
0: well, is- thanks to your hair, I had a ride everywhere I needed to go. Because, you know, it was going to be a while until Rhonda <laughs> needed to. <laughs> <laughs> but let's So, so early on, on as, as you... you Oh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm hearing it. Are you all hearing that? No. Okay, good. Good. It's just me. I just like to hear myself speak so much that I do it twice. <laughs> maybe I should <laughs> say it twice. I don't know. Um, so, so early on, do you remember the first comedian that maybe offered some advice to you or gave you your first, you know, said, hey, why don't you open for me or, or allowed you to feature? Like, do you do you remember some of the first people that stepped up and gave you opportunities that you didn't have? previous to that so
2: rick roberts was a huge influence in my life as you know because of just i learned how to write you know i learned how to i learned how to write right that's hilarious um (laughs) but um and he and i also did some coaching with him as well so um you know he he really he was definitely someone that was a huge influence and Lisa Mills um, was a huge uh, influence in my life as well. Um, she took the time, and we'd spend time on the phone together, and we'd, um, you know, we'd go through my my material, and she'd help me, you know, punching it up, or and uh, that was a huge. She was a she was a huge help, you know. Kay Dodd, and just um, I think when I think of like people that are just really helped me, I have to like, I mean, Lisa Mills was a huge influence. Yeah. And I, listened, I listened to a lot of podcasts or anything that I could listen to. I would just try to just, you know, absorb anything I could. Uh, I know that was me absorbing. Thank you. I do sound effects as well. Do you do don't know the talent that's stored inside the body. It's unbelievable. It's <laughs> all coming out now. Um, but you know, I just I really tried to be a sponge and just anything I could hear, um, uh, you know, and learn from. I tried to do that. However, um, I know this hasn't come up yet. And it might. But um, uh, as far as like advice that someone's giving has given me, uh, that's really helped. It would have been Lisa, because here you are, you're. You know, when you're you're young in comedy, you're hearing a lot of different voices and a lot of different people have a lot of different writing styles and uh, the way they go on stage and things mm-hmm. that they do before and things, you know, how they prepare. And, and, and there's a lot of great ideas, um, but there's a lot of ideas coming at you all at once. And so something that she said one time really, really helped. She said, take the meat and leave the bones. Mm hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, you do you kind of have to just kind of sift through all the, the messages that you're receiving, whether you're learning it um, via podcast or, or video or whether you're learning it, you know, one on one, you're going to get a lot of different conflicting even, uh, you know, uh, techniques to learn from. So you have to take what's going to work for you. And that's that is definitely a process. And that's definitely something you have to sift through. Yeah.
1: Do you think that part of, um, you know, just taking the meat, leave the bones kind of thing is also the process of understanding and learning your voice as a comedian? Because if you're just taking everything and trying to um, imitate somebody else's stuff, then that's not your voice. So do you think that that helped you hone and uh, gain just your voice in comedy?
2: um well definitely i think you know it teaches you know just by taking what's going to work for you i guess i would call it that because everything doesn't work for everybody (laughs) you know you have to see what we all have a different learning style we all have a different we all have a different cadence on stage. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some people are super animated, and some people just stand there like Stephen Wright and just talking to the microphone. And, you know, it's everybody has a different writing style. Some people are storytellers, and some people will do uh, setup punch. And and you have to mm-hmm. do what works for you. Just because it works for someone else, that doesn't mean that's going to fit you. You know. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I th- Go ahead. Well, I think when you say, you know, taking the meat and, and uh, leaving the bones, I also think about like the first time that I went to um, a conference, uh, someone said, oh, it was like drinking from a, a fire hose, right? <laughs> so much. You just couldn't like absorb mm. everything. And for me, I, what I did was listen to, I, I would try to listen to people who were um, veterans and kind oh. of... Just pick out and listen in between for what is the common thing that each one of them are saying, because mm-hmm. the beautiful part about conferences like that is that you see you do see the different personalities, you see the different writing styles, you see that this person leaves the mic in and just stands there and talks, and you see somebody else who's like Joey Ilo who you know may do a backflip or just <laughs> off the stage for you know for dramatic effect, right? And but I would listen to like the little pieces of okay. Almost everyone, though, is saying do this or don't do that. You know, there's Mm -hmm. certain certain things that they would tell you not to. do. Well, (laughs) one of the things they were saying at the time was don't do outdoor shows. (laughs) And now everybody's like, how do we do it? How do we do an outdoor show? (laughs) But it it does depend, you know, depends on your circumstances. But I I think that's kind of the thing, too, is like you'll hear Michelle in our first episode. I talk about how one of the first things she told me (laughs) was. Why are you, why are you trying to talk to the audience? Like, don't do that. Don't try to talk to them. <laughs> you're not ready to talk to them. You don't know how to respond to it. Cause it was basically because I had written a joke where I invited the audience to say something to me.
1: And yeah, you, know, you, I, you were asking them a question. It wasn't yeah. that you were talking, you're were, you were like, Hey, what do you, what about this? And it was like, no, 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 don't ask them a question. Yeah, don't
0: do she, it. She said, just tell them. Right. But that was early on now in certain circumstances, I would be comfortable, you know, Mm -hmm. saying something to the audience, but beforehand. So there's no hard, fast rule on everything. And I love, I love like you and I, Michelle, all three of us, we have totally different styles on stage. It's totally, it's totally different. And when people say, well, how do you write comedy? Or how do you, you know, that's exactly it. How do you, how do you do it? Right. Because it's, you know, eventually you're going to find out how you need to do it. Maybe not how other people do it.
1: Yeah. I use the Bic Atlantis. So.
0: <laughs> okay, Joel. First of all, no one has any sponsorship for this yet. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing with right ten is this big deal about what kind of you know ink pens and stuff that you use. And there's really there's a, a non official sponsor, kind of like for your show, right? Talk is cheap. That's right. Tell Mm -hmm. us about, tell us about Talk is Cheap because one of the questions we ask people is, have you had an opportunity to be laugh support for someone? Have you had a time that you've been able to lift people up? And, and I can tell you that your show on Tuesday nights, Talk is Cheap has been crazy support for comedians all over the country. You've managed to connect people together. You've given myself, Michelle opportunities. The first time that you, that you like messaged me and was like, Hey, do you want to be on the show? I, you would think that I was about to, you know, perform at the Ryman. I was like, what? I'm on a show. It's happening. I mean, it's in my bedroom, and I'm just going. But, but it, you know, because it was just such a dark time, it was yeah. just this moment of like feeling like God called me to do comedy, and now I I can't do it at all, and I'm just sitting here. But you stepped up and and tell us tell us how you you started talk is cheap and what your kind of goal or purpose was in that.
2: Well, you know, I mean, like everybody else, I, I had some really sweet shows lined up and and things were starting. I was like, yes, 2020 is my year. And it was my year. All right. Um, <laughs> it wasn't the year I expected or, or anybody else. But um, so I'm sitting here and I'm like, I am going absolutely crazy you know, I'm going insane sitting here. I have to do something. I had seen, you know, a couple online shows and I was just like, oh, if I was going to do that, I would do this and I would do that. And I had all these ideas. I'm like, well, why don't I just do that? I'm just going to do it. Like, what do I have to lose? You know, I mean, nothing, you know? So um, I had this idea for kind of a variety show and, uh, and I would, you know uh invite people on and and get to talk to them and I didn't want to do the the interview because so many people do the interview and do it way better than I could ever do it. I mean, that's just not my thing. But to just sit there and just chat with somebody and get people to see what that person's kind of like, you know, just sitting, you know, just with a one-on-one conversation, chatting maybe about nothing or, um, and then the big, and then I also wanted to bring somebody in that maybe uh, had some kind of information to give out, you know, a short segment like that. So I developed a pro tip segment and then, Um, And then my favorite thing is to play a game. And so I get to be creative with that. So I get to think of all kinds of uh, different kinds of games. I really do try to make sure I tailor it to whoever's on. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to have, you know, uh, the 60s and 70s sitcoms for somebody who's 20. years old. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> that wouldn't be very fun now, would it? Um, so I, I get to be creative like that and do different games. And of course, now uh, we know I have incorporated the, the scorekeeper, which is an mm-hmm. integral part of the game, yes. uh, the game show. And uh, we have the chewy cam, which I get to show my dogs. My dog sits next to me. He's sitting next to me right now. Because of COVID, he thinks that he needs to be with me every single second, and I should, I should be like waiting on him, you know, however he sees fit. So um, I had to incorporate him in the show. <laughs> I'm like, why not? Let's, let's have the Chewy Cam. So it's, it's, uh, it was something that I wanted to put on the internet um, that was something that was fun and it wasn't political and it wasn't about COVID. Um it was just somebody you know somebody could watch for an hour and just meet some of my hilarious friends and and just have fun for an hour, and not have to worry about what's going on in the world. That was my heart.
1: I have to say, I absolutely love the chewy cam. It's one of my <laughs> favorite parts of the show. It's about you to see if he turns like we gotta see if he turns. <laughs> Uh <laughs> I don't know. It's it's actually quite fun. Um, you know, you had me on as a guest, uh, Mother's Day. And that was it was really hard this mm-hmm. year for me. And mm-hmm. so I just have to say thank you for that because it, it helped pull me out of a very dark time, uh, to be like, you know, hey, Mother's Day, we gotta have fun. It's like, okay. So mm-hmm. it was it was very it was very integral time in my life. So thank you very much. Um Now, because you like playing games, I have a game for you today. Oh, no. Uh, I wrote wrote, uh, one of my favorite words I hear from you and a number. So I want you to guess, uh, Rhonda, what word do I love hearing the most from you? And uh, the number, just pick a number between one and five. Go ahead.
2: All right. So do I pick the number first?
1: Yeah. Pick the number first and then pick the word. Uh four. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good job. <laughs> it's no but three. It's a three. Okay. So close, so close. So you don't I win know. anything today because we had amazing prizes for you. <sighs> but sorry, you 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 lost. Um so uh, close. Uh, so close. Uh, so why
0: uh, is no? So fill me in. Why is no your favorite thing to hear from her? <laughs>
1: Okay, so <laughs> because um, this is how I motivate Rhonda to write better, I will suggest yeah. a a tag to one of her jokes or oh. or an idea, and it's so bizarre and so out there. She just goes, "No, Michelle," no. <laughs> no. and then she comes back with, "I am thinking," and then comes back with this brilliant punchline. So, in reality, I think you can kind of say um, I've helped Rhonda be who she is. <laughs> That pretty, that's pretty amazing. I bet, you can, I bet Rhonda could probably guess,
0: though, if you want to win a game, uh, my favorite word that Rhonda says. I yeah. It would be,
2: uh, it would be, Well, should I spell it or should I spell it the way that I say it? Say it.
1: Say Just it and say then it. spell it. You got it. <laughs>
0: you got it. I get it and you got it. Got G U T. That is, that's how it <laughs> says it.
2: I, I guess I do. Oh. I never. Thank you for pointing that
0: out. But you yeah. win, Rod. Yeah, I don't know what prize you win. Maybe um, this uh, Biotin dry mouth moisturizing spray. <laughs> also not too. I mean, the lid's missing, and I think there's a dog hair on it, but winner, winner, chicken dinner. Oh, oh.
2: you know,
1: you, you, you win keep
2: that. No, you, you go you, ahead and you keep that. And every time you use it, uh, think of me or the dog, whatever uh, comes to mind.
1: <laughs> there you go. Now, because you said gut it. Uh, That brings us to uh, where do you live? Where do you hail from, Rhonda? And how is the comedy scene in that area?
2: Um, Okay. So I hail from uh, Rhode Island, which is a, uh, it is the smallest state. uh, So we can only fit a few of us in at a time. Mm -hmm. But um, the comedy scene here, um, I have actually connected with some local comets. and uh, <laughs> i get thrown off very easily <laughs> uh, i i have connected with some local comics around here um and i work for funny for funds um when they need a clean comedian and mm-hmm. uh, so i they they raise funds um for people that have fundraising needs whether it be um cheerleaders uh you know baseball teams to someone who uh, uh you know, is going through cancer. Um, so um, I love doing comedy with purpose behind it. So there's nothing better than that. So it's, it's cool because I've gotten connected with all the comics, like in the new England area because of funny for funds.
1: That's great. That's really great. So we're about out of time today. Um, I want to personally say thank you, but June loves closing our show in uh <laughs> Well, June, take it away. <laughs> are you going to do it today, Michelle? Rhonda, uh... are you going to do it? We'll see. Okay, so
0: so I, you know, Rhonda, whatever I, whenever I finish a show or uh, or you know a live event or whatever, I always end with Jesus and Junebug loves you, and Rhonda. I I, I hope you don't use the word that you just used with Michelle. I want you to say. I get it. (laughs) I need the get it and not the no. Okay. Here was my idea for Michelle. Okay. Tell us what you think. If I say Jesus and Junebug loves you, then Michelle says, little Michelle and the (laughs) Messiah tell you to take it higher.
2: (laughs) What do we get with that? What do we get? I get it? Oh, I want to. I'd like to hear it. I would love to hear that. Yes. Yes, Michelle, are you going to do it?
1: Uh, yeah, no, but I have thought about it. I have thought about it. And I thought, you know what? How would I want to actually, you know, say something? So I decided I'm going to say you are loved and you are supported. Ah, on last support. Ah. That's really good. I have one for you, Rhonda. Would you like it?
0: Oh, please. <laughs> all right. Whenever you end, you can say Rhonda and the Lord say all aboard. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wow, <laughs> that is
1: that's amazing. Okay, if she says it, I'll totally say little Messiah or, or <laughs> no, whatever. You won't. It is. you won't even be able to remember. <laughs>
0: I little, little Messiah, <laughs> you're not <the> <laughs> Messiah. I mean, you think of yourself <laughs> as so high <laughs> and mighty, little one. Geez, <laughs> wow. you know what? I think before we get in trouble with the Lord, we're just gonna have to let this one go, y'all. This is what we're gonna do. Rhonda Corey, thank you so much for joining us on Laugh Support. We love you. We appreciate you. And we're gonna end this episode before. before Before Michelle needs CPR on lab support. (laughs) God bless. Jesus and Junebug loves you.
1: Oh my God.